just a recap as to what we talked about tonight as we wrap up our study on the Lord's Prayer. And as we started the night, we look back at where we have been looking at the Lord's Prayer on the fact that when Jesus says he's going to teach the disciples how to pray, he starts off by saying how not to pray. He says not to worry about having just the right words and having all this flowery language for people to hear. We talked about that later on in the night as well. We'll get there. But also that we, that we are not called to pray to appease or to get the recognition from someone else, but it's about you and God. We talked about the fact that when we pray, we pray to our Father, which means that we are all a part of the family of Christ. We are all a part of the body of Christ. And that when we are praying to God, we are petitioning, we are requesting action from God for, because these are things that are bigger than our own wants and needs. But we talked about last week the fact that we are actually called to pray for what it is that we desire. Give us this day our daily bread and such. And that when we ask for um, our desires, don't ask for more than what we need, but ask for what it is that we actually need and not want. And so this week we looked at the idea of what it means to when we say the Lord's Prayer and we end with Amen, which is this idea of so be it. And we started off by looking at some scriptures in 2 Peter 3, verses 17 through 18. It says, You therefore, beloved, since you are forewarned, beware that you are not carried away with the error of the lawless and lose your own stability. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. And then we continued looking at some other scriptures. We looked at Jude in the first chapter, which is the only chapter of the book of Jude. In the last two verses, verses 24 through 25, where it says, Now to him who is able to keep you from falling, and to make you understand without blemish is the presence of his glory and with rejoicing to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, power, and authority before all time, now and forever. Amen. And then we looked at the book of Galatians. And in the book of Galatians, we went to the sixth chapter in the very last verse of the book of Galatians, where it says, May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, brothers and sisters. Amen. And then we looked, we jumped over to the scripture that we've been looking at for the past few weeks, Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 13, where we hear this. It says, Pray then in this way, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not bring us to the time of trial, but rescue us from the evil one. And as we looked at these verses, we looked at the idea that in the first three, that they all kind of had something in common, other than the fact that they were the closing remarks in their particular books of the Bible, but they all ended with the idea of amen, which, as we've already talked about, means so be it. But so often when we think about the Lord's Prayer and Jesus teaching us how to pray, we, uh, we like to put that idea of amen, but what was missing when we read those verses 9 through 13? And for some of you, you may say um, that 
wait a minute, it doesn't say amen. But it also doesn't say what we like to look at for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. And, and, and so we, we look at this as Jesus is teaching us to pray. And instead of using an amen, um, Jesus really doesn't have this nice, neat finish. He kind of leaves us hanging out there with this kind of unfinished, if, it's, if you would, prayer that it's not with some incredibly wise or eloquent words. It's not with those perfect words, but he just kind of stops. But the fact of the last words of the prayer are, deliver us from the evil one. This is not the conclusion that we're looking for. It's not that nice, neat, and tidy, but it's more uncomfortable, if anything. It's not that we don't want help fleeing from the evil one, but that we don't want to spend our time acknowledging that there is evil in our lives. And it just isn't that pleasant of a wrap-up. And sometimes for us to learn from Jesus leaving a prayer, we need to learn from Jesus, rather, leaving his prayer unpolished. That it's okay to be messy. It's okay to pray that we are sent from evil and to leave it there. It's okay to just say what you mean, mean what you say, and leave it there. It doesn't have to be perfectly worded, but to be authentic in prayer is what is most important. And, and, some, and then we talk about the idea of what, maybe where's the rest of it? Where is that up for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever part? And the reason that's not included here is some of the early church leaders pretty quickly decided they weren't comfortable with the ending that we just talked about. Um, and so they added these lines. It's kind of a PS to the prayer. It's kind of like when you write a letter and at the end you go, oh, wait, there's something else I needed to include. PS, da 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 There isn't anything wrong with ending a prayer by saying amen. But, but as we've already seen, many of the letters in the Bible end in just that way. And as we've talked about, this idea of saying amen is to say, so be it. It's saying, those things that I just prayed, God, so be it. May they be true. May the petitions, the request for action that we brought before you be acted upon. So be it, God. And so our challenge that we wrapped up with was to look over, the, our, as we rewrote the prayer, throughout the previous weeks, and to rewrite those final verses and to add them to the first one. And then to kind of look at our prayer and, and to look at how it compares to what it is that Jesus wrote. Um, how, do you, how did you decide to end your prayer? Did you wrap it up in, in the ways that Jesus did, or did you wrap it up with amen? Because neither are incorrect. And, and, and then we challenge, I challenge you, to spend some time in prayer with God. Um, but learning from the way in which God pulls us through this Lord's Prayer, as we hear that petition of, hey God, our Father, we want to be a part of your family, our loving Daddy. We holy are you, and we God, bring your will here. Guide me so that I can do what it is that you desire to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give me only what I need. God, I know so often I can be selfish and ask for what I want, but give me what it is that I need to serve you. 
and forgive me, but only forgive me in the ways in which I have forgiven others, oh God, and show me if I have not forgiven others so that I may do so. And do not, oh God, bring me to a time of trial where I may find myself wavering, but instead take me away from the evils that I may find myself wanting to go to. And then you may close yours out with, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, or because all things are yours, O God, I request, so be it. However it is that you wrote your prayer, I, I challenge you to let this be your prayer as we go forward in our lives and, and all that we do, as we remember that the best of all is God is with us. I hope that you have enjoyed this series just as much as I've enjoyed sharing it with you. God bless.